It's the Tiltcast, episode 509, One Thing or Another. And this week, guys, we talk Assassin's Creed Edzio Collection, Guardians of the Galaxy, Lumencraft, 20 Minutes Till Dawn, and the Cease. Stay tuned. You guys aren't going to get me to sing that song. Ah. And we're back. It's, it's the Tiltcast. It's uh, late on a Saturday. It would be Saturday, June 18th of 2022. It is still in the 90s outside. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. And it's just two of us today. It's an M-rated show. And with the two of us, you will get 30 minutes worth of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games, some news. Um, I misspoke. It's only 86 outside, but it was a hot-ass day. I don't know what you're doing working outside. Um, apparently my insanity meter and the, uh, drive to, uh, get our pole erected for the first time in years was, uh, pretty strong. Oh yeah. Yeah. You were setting up the pool. I was talking about pools with you the other day and I was wondering if I'd gotten your mojo going because you have a pool. An above ground pool. We're not. We're not rich. We're not. We don't have. We're not talking about like renewing the in ground pool. We're, we're talking about above ground pools. But uh, yep. Yeah. So you're setting up your pool all day, and that's why we're starting so late. Which doesn't matter to you because it's recorded. But for us, it's late. Um. Yeah. For us, it's super late. Thank God I slept in this morning. Yeah. I was. Uh. I'm trying to think of a good way to like have a good 40th birthday party. I turned 40 in six weeks and I'm nervous and excited at the same time. I've got a tattoo appointment set up in two weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm going through a midlife crisis. I'm just going to say that. I don't, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got a tattoo appointment set up in two weeks and then I was trying to figure out what to do for a 40th birthday and I was going to go out of town. Um, I really don't have any clutch people to watch Lola and I think I'll get more people to show up if I do something here. Um, I'm making it a pretty big blowout, though. So um, me and my friend Vanessa are out getting tacos. And uh, we happened to talk to the taco truck owner. And he was saying that he catered. And I think that I can get... I'm going to limit my invites to around 20 people if I'm going to cater tacos. But... Um, I'm thinking about catering like authentic as fuck Mexican ass tacos, um, from a place here in town that does some excellent tacos pretty close to my house and it caters it's local business. I'm all about it. So that's one really solid idea. And the next thing she was saying is, why don't we do a bouncy house? It's like, I'm not doing a bouncy house for my 40th birthday. She's like, yeah, you do. Um, but no, I'm not doing a bouncy house. The next best thing, she was like, you know, there's a lot of space out here for a pool. And a badminton, and like, she was saying badminton, and then, like, maybe volleyball. I was like, that's a lot. I was like, but I do like the pool idea. Um, it's like, I could yeah, see myself, it's... like, sitting in cold-ish water, drinking a beer on my birthday. If we want, if we want fucking, like, games and shit, I've got, like, cornhole and... And like the ladder toss game. So like I just bring those over and I mean it's Oklahoma. Cornhole is like a thing. So anywho, um I'm gonna make a thing of it. I'm gonna invite all my closest friends and I know 
I probably couldn't get you and Crystal out for a weekend away as much as I probably could get you guys out for at least a blowout party. And Absolutely. So I even plan on getting a keg, in which I'm going to pick that out with you. Um, but I want to get it, not even a full keg, like a mini keg of something. But I do want to get a keg of something. And I'm thinking like Guinness or it might be too hot for Guinness. I don't know. Yeah. No, I definitely, uh, I would definitely probably end up on the, uh, uh, on the lighter end of, uh, could do a beer, maybe. Maybe Killian's or a German beer. You could do a Warsteiner. I don't know if Warsteiner doesn't really go with tacos. Maybe Modelo. Modelo would be good. Yeah, like Modelo or Tecate. Um, But yeah, that's uh, that's been my week, has been planning stuff to do. And I think that if I'm doing something like that that doesn't require out of town, I'll be able to get all the people who have kids or have to find somebody to watch their kid or they're more likely to be able to get somebody for the evening versus a weekend. And absolutely. uh, That seems like that may be more my jam. So it'll also be less expensive. I said, no matter what, because I actually get three paychecks in July. I had a pretty, pretty sizable budget. I'm not going to actually have to go through the whole budget now, which is means that the pool was definitely in the works. Which me and Jason have been pool shopping all week too. So, um, yeah. And, and he was like, "Man, I hope I didn't spark all that work for you." I was like, "No, this is." Uh, long story short, not going to to a whole bunch of detail, but um, my wife's mom had a heart attack a few weeks ago, so um, she's been staying with us for a bit just because our house is closer to rehab, etc. Um, it means your and wife's pulls ac- <laughs> and pulls actually great exercise for her. So, uh, for the for the first time in six years, we're setting it up. That's a full ass house. Yeah, it is. Good luck. Yeah, to you. it is. But I mean, her mom's like, um. You know, like having having her here, the the two girls are somewhat a little bit more uh, subdued. Titan's not subdued by anything, so you know we're not going to try that. But uh, they're a little bit more subdued, etc. So even though it is a fuller house, and you know her mom helps like with dinner prep and stuff like that so even little- being a fuller house it's not that much of a inconvenience we'll say i gotcha it gives you a little bit of extra help around the house too yeah it's just that and you know crystal and i can keep an eye i have an eye on her but crystal can also get her to her appointments without having to Drive a couple hours every time. Right on. So well, it so setting up the pool was kind of a been in the works for the last couple of weeks, you know. Us getting the uh get the flat 
the somewhat flat space I had worked out several years ago in my extremely sloped yard, uh, truly reflattened out, cleaned up, all that. So yeah, today was just the culmination of all that work. Once I pick one up, because I'm pretty darn sure I'm still. You sent me another link of one that wasn't deep enough, so I'm uh. Yeah, it was four feet, but I mean, it was. It looked like it was available. So even if it's not five feet, it was available. <laughs> yeah, that's the the price range for pools right now is like all over the place, and I'm not looking at getting. Again, this is like regular middle class dude pool. So we're talking about a big circular frame filled with about four and a half feet worth of water. That's what I'm looking for. To sit in and have a beer in, it's not going to be something I can swim in. I looked at stuff that you could swim in that were like 20 foot long. Um, and that, I'm not going to pay $1,800 from an above ground pool. Before I do that, I'm going to rent a backhoe and dig one out. Um, that right. Or, sense. I mean, if you... If you are going to buy one of those uh, longer above ground pools, um, you get it in the off season. Yeah, for right now, that's that's not going to yeah. be something I'm going to get. It's uh, I'm going to go cheap because again, I got to buy a buy a tattoo as well. But all that aside, um, it's almost the longest day of summer, so it was light until about an hour ago. Um, getting there been doing a lot of uh plinking around with different games and then i think in the new section just to kind of preface this um, we did get some fairly big announcements that we didn't cover in last week's episode i was listening to it while i was proofing it today before i posted it if you guys don't know i literally listened to every single episode one more time before i post it every single time i post it and so that's why i don't it depends on what kind of time I have because I do sit and actively listen to it to make sure that the quality is good. And I will say, Jason, you're yep. doing quite and well on the mixing of these. This uh, Rusty's not going to like this, but I, I can't. I can't really tell the difference. Uh, <laughs> uh, your lead ins are a little bit different, but the uh, um, yeah, Jason's doing all the mastering. Rusty's <laughs> Rusty hat lost power the other day, so he's he's going through a. Uh, a hell of a time trying to get his setup up and going and ready to go. He also has like no bandwidth right now while he waits on faster internet. So he's, uh, can do Facebook chat, but not even voice at this point. So, yep. So I am, I am pulling the double duty and producing and mixing the episode and, uh, uh, and doing the image. Um, so if we, so if we're a little late for a few episodes, guys, we apologize. I know our, our release schedule's been wonky this year. It's just been it's been a crazy year so far. Um But yeah, I know my lead ins are, are a little bit different. I like to experiment with it a little bit more than I think Rusty uh likes to do it the same way every time. <laughs> yeah, well he's a creature of habit. He gets something locked in, that's what he's gonna do. Yep. 
Um, but speaking um, of game, man, I got a hell of a lot of stuff I sampled and then a couple of things that I dug into. Did you dig into anything this week? Uh, well, I ended up, uh, I did, um, I ended up digging into, to an old goodie just because, you know, it's been, God, it's been, you think about it, it's been almost 10 years since it came out. Um, my wife got me the, uh, the Ezio collection. Oh, so you're for the Xbox one. So you're playing good Assassin's Creed. So I'm playing good Assassin's Creed. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, this is uh, uh, two uh, Brotherhood and uh, Revelations. Revelations a little weak, but Brotherhood is arguably, in my opinion, the best one. And you guys that like the Pirates one can suck it because the story in that one is trash. The story, in, the story in Black Flag is trash. I mean, fun mechanics. But the story was trash. Um, Literally playing with, a game in a game. Yeah. It, with um, uh, with this, though, I mean, it, it's not like a remaster, like three remastered. And she actually got me that one, too. So once I get through the collection, I'm moving on to that. Um, I know the I know the ending sucks, but I mean, you have to admit up until the ending. That game was pretty fucking awesome. Um, the thing about Assassin's Creed, though, like the story was incredibly interesting. The first four games, I really yeah. dug the story. And then I don't know what the hell happened. The one of the revolution is kind of off. And then five happened and it ended up being a game in a game. And then we got past numbered releases. And now it's whatever they're going to do. They've gotten some that are good. So Origins is pretty darn good, but it takes a pretty severe divot and the viking which one is can, pretty damn good which you can play free on game pass right now 100 percent worth it and looks very very pretty on your card right um and i have valhalla i've played that um most of the way through i've not fully completed it i will say valhalla is enjoyable but it, it um, suffers from bloat like, huh it suffers from bloat. Like, it's so big, you just, I kind of got to a point, You it suffers from things to do that don't have a lot of consequence to keep the game going, and at a certain point, you're just like, I don't care, and I think the modern ones got too big, and that's really my issue with them. Like, they're not focused enough on the story to where you're revisiting story beats often enough. And I feel like if they would focus a little bit harder on making the story good again, um, because they just straight up like Origins dives into the supernatural. Um, and so does all the games after that. And that's cool because that stuff is pretty neat, right? Like it, it gets away from the very, very much semi-realisticness of Assassin's Creed, aside from the fact that you're rebuilding memories from DNA, which is ridiculous. But... Um, that aside, like, you know, you get into where you're fighting gods and stuff like that, like, you know, Anubis and all that other shit and origins and all the, you know, Thor shit and, uh, Valhalla or the Valhalla shit. Um, oh, you mean, you mean the Isu portraying themselves as gods? Yeah. The, that's how they explain it, but it's just, 
it's cool, but it is. But again, like they go so far off the rails with the new stuff, like it's just it's it's missing it's missing what they had as a core cool story of the whole Illuminati thing. Like I was looking for the reveal and looking for shit and paintings and all sorts of stuff. Like I played the fuck out of those first those first three games, um, even yeah, playing them it, extra times because the story was that enjoyable. Here's what everything after. So three suffered from three suffered from the the ending to the modern time part of the story to Miles's story just being absolute shit. Um, and some, you know, it, it did have some, uh, some quirks to it. The fact that most of it's in the wilderness, etc. that kind of further removed it from the previous games. Right. Okay. But it was all still enjoyable. After that. Ubisoft just turned it into a cash cow. And whatever they could do with it, they started to do. The main issue I have with Valhalla and and in trying to finish it is that it plays too heavily into the um, Hollywood tropes of Vikings um and Norse mythology all that it um they set it in a they set they made it way too big and they removed all almost all of the linear story path from it um you're not really moving through the memories um in sequence anymore uh i origins kind of has the same problem um and i imagine that odyssey has the same issue too but i've not even looked at that one um and the time period that they set valhalla in i don't think was the right choice yeah and it's you can play that game without being sneaky. It's, it's the wrong time period to put. It it was a, a bad choice of timing as far as where you wanted to place the day, the uh, the Vikings and the Danes in England. They just picked the wrong period. Um. So it, it's like. Prior to prior to uh, Odyssey, prior to uh, Odyssey or Origins, I mean, prior to Origins, the developers at Ubisoft actually had had a pretty good role, I think, for their for their storytelling, their environment development, etc. And that is um, a couple of different things. One. If you can debunk it in like a 60 to 120 second search on Wikipedia or Google, then it shouldn't be in your story. Number two, you can play with the environment somewhat 
um, like for example, in Assassin's Creed Two, a lot of the uh, a lot of the landmarks you see in and around Italy aren't necessarily one hundred percent correct for the for the time at which they're there. Um, you know, their actual facades or state could be plus or minus, say, uh, a hundred years or so. But they're at least recognizable, right? And that's that's fine. That that all plays to the to the feel of the environment, not necessarily being accurate. And I'm fine with that. And there are certain landmarks in Italy that they didn't include at all because they weren't built until 200 years or more after the 1490s. So you know there. I feel like there's just some things they've let go in interest of pushing games out versus making sure that they had a a compelling compelling story that that honored the aesthetic and the feel of the timeline that they put the story in. So, I mean, they're still fun games. I'll probably still play, you know, play the newest one that comes out. But a lot of the charm that was there with 1, 2, and up to 3 is pretty much gone. I feel you. Well, I I feel pretty strongly about the ones you're playing. Those are some of the games that I really liked. um, I mean, those are argued... Two and Brotherhood are arguably the pinnacle of. Um, the only the only thing I'm realizing in going back through this is just how broken the counter system um, in two was. The counter system makes you nigh invincible and untouchable. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, that's also kind of what made it fun, right? You could take on 20 guards and slay all of them without, uh, without being touched. Right. Right. So I don't know, six, one, half a dozen to the other. It's enjoyable. And to be honest, aside from the fact that a lot of the NPC character, uh, Textures and models are uh, most definitely still, uh, you know, late uh, or early 2010s. Uh, I mean, it. I'm sorry on the mo- on the more modern hardware, it still even looks really good and not too terribly outdated. Um, especially the environments. Um, and if you can pick up the collection on PC, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's mods out there that help those textures out even more on the characters. Yeah. I haven't looked at it, um, to see, but I know earlier this week there was the, there was a Assassin's Creed franchise was on sale at steam. 
Oh yeah, it was it was on sale everywhere. Like, um, Crystal bought me the disc a couple weeks ago, because uh, um, she found it at one of her stores, um, and it was fairly cheap, like seventeen dollars or something. Um, and then last week it it the entire franchise went on sale, so then she let me pick up three remastered for 15 bucks. Right. Right. So, um, I don't know. It, it just gave me a lot of good game to play with. Um, in a time when I was kind of struggling with, uh, uh, struggling to stick with something. And I think that's kind of been my main issue lately. Well, I've been diving in and just picking up um, different things, trying to figure out what I'm really interested in. And uh, you'll like this, but last night I started a game that came out last year. It's on Game Pass. But I finally picked up uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you finally started playing it? Yeah, that's a really good-looking game. Um, I told you, man. It looks, that was what I was just testing while I was waiting on you, was just the benchmark again, because I was trying to work on something with my BIOS. But anyways, long story short, um, that game is running 4K, 60 FPS, ray tracing, and all the pretties on right now with no hitches whatsoever. And I've just about finished the first mission, so I'm not that far into it. But I like the... uh, interaction between the uh, characters a lot um it looks exceptionally good like i don't it's pretty close to like a cyberpunk when you've got everything boosted up like it looks really fucking good um, yep but it's not as uh intensive on on your hardware as a cyberpunk because it's nice. not an open world yeah and it's fairly well optimized um, oh, but, it's optimized like a beast. But yeah, I've actually played quite a... I say quite a bit. I played that for a couple hours last night um, and was pretty enthralled with it. And it was enough to distract me. I've been... I'm not going to talk about it a lot this week because I tabled uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale for just a little bit because I've put so much time into it. Um, 40 hours in the last two weeks, I'm only in Act 2. Um, I've got a well-oiled machine of a party, but I don't want to continue to talk about it on the show. And I knew it would just be the two of us, so I opted to play a couple of other things. Um, one thing that I have played a fair amount of is Lumencraft. Um, I said I was going to pick out a new game to talk about this week, um, and I did. Um, and that was one of the ones that I mentioned last week. But Lumencraft is a tower defense, top-down game. It's got a uh, kind of a cartoony art style plus ray tracing, which is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a tower defense game slash resource management game. So you dig. It sets you. I still haven't beat the first level because it's hard as fuck. Um, but what you do is you dig around in a map. You're like a top down view and you got a drill that start. And then you take that drill and you start burrowing into the rock. And then you get metal. They just call it metal, I think. I don't think they go any further than that. It's just metal. And then you drill and get some metal. 
then you create a workshop. So the first thing you do is uh, you plop down a turret to keep you safe because you have no weapons at that point. And then you go back and start mining and get yourself some drill upgrades so that you can drill faster and deeper and through different substances. And then you get a laboratory, which has a whole bunch of random stuff that it will upgrade. When I say random, it has a random role on what it wants to upgrade and what it's going to unlock. And then you spend something called lumen to uh, unlock those things. And lumen is a bright pink crystal um, that is also an ore vein on the map. And... Um, you have to drill to get that as well. And all the while, you're getting attacked by bugs. Um, and those bugs are fended off by your different defenses. So you've got like a gate that you can set down. You can set down walls. You can set down different types of turrets. You can get personal weapons for yourself. So I've done everything from a flamethrower to a machine gun to a pistol. Pistol's always unlocked. Um, spears, which it, that one's kind of weird, but it works really well. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you've got a whole like uh, tech tree of things that you're going through as you unlock it. And that tech tree is set up by your um, laboratory station, which you unlock shit through the lumen. And basically you set up a base and then you continue to get assaulted over and over and over. So there's like 36 waves to beat this first level. And I can usually get up to about 20, um, which is about 30 minutes of gameplay. Um, it's difficult. It is very controller-friendly. It plays kind of like a twin-stick shooter. Um, it plays exactly like a twin-stick shooter. Let me take that back. So it's very controller-friendly or mouse and keyboard-friendly. Um, I prefer the controller because you can, I can keep my inventory open and manage my inventory while I'm moving a lot better than I can when I'm using my mouse and keyboard. So the lack of super accurate aim with the mouse is made up by the fact that I can manage so many other things with the controller. And it does, the controller com controls are very good. Um, but yeah, it's a tower defense game. It's not incredibly expensive, I think. I bought it on sale for 15 bucks. I don't know what platforms it's on besides PC, but um, I like it pretty well. It's uh, I think it could be an indie hit if you like tower defense games. Um, What's it called again? Lumencraft. Lumencraft. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I like it. Um, in fact, I kept bouncing back and forth. Am I going to play Lumencraft or am I going to play Guardians of the Galaxy? But now that I've kind of got a jam going of things that I like playing, um, there is another game that I picked up for super cheap um, that I is also kind of, this one's more of a bullet hell type game, kind of. Um, it's called uh, 20 Minutes Till Dawn. It was $3.99 on Steam, so like you don't even have to wait for a sale. And it plays kind of like a Vampire Survivors, which was scratching an inch, let me tell you. Um, and so the difference is, is you manually aim, um, whereas Vampire Survivors you don't. There's not there's not upgrades by combining, combining items, but there are upgrade paths for each upgrade that you get. Basically, you pick a dude or a or gal, and you go through shooting shit, and then you got to reload, and then you shoot more shit, and then you got to reload. Then you get different upgrades for that shooting shit that you're doing to uh, to do better and beat the bosses and everything else. But you are manually aiming. Um, you you spend, from every run that you do, you get a certain amount of cash or points or whatever it is, and then you use that to unlock things and buy additional upgrades. Um, it 
plays in a 20-minute loop, or you can go through a quick game, which is a 10-minute loop. And I love stuff that's that fast for me when I'm like listening to a podcast or, again, like I was talking about last week, if I want to do a lunch break game. Um, so I right. can see it's hard, but it's satisfying. Um, so I can see myself playing a little bit more of that. Um, but yeah, it's just called 20 minutes till done. It's three, three ninety nine. Like it's a, it's pretty fucking cheap. Um, I will say I tried it out. I did dive into vampire survivors. Um, actually I want to talk about something else because I fixed something. So one of the things I was doing was I was trying to figure out why steam link sucks so bad via Wi-Fi when I had a five gigahertz router. And I don't know if it was some kind of network prioritization that was going on, like internal network prioritization, but I was using an, the internet company I uses Cox, which is local to several states. And you, I had a one of their gateway combos, right? It has a router and modem built in. Whatever the fuck that thing was doing was sending information to my router was fucked up. My internal network was always screwing around. And Steam Link would either run perfectly or I'd run vampire survivors and it just turned into like looking like a melted screen, like some kind of modern art. And it would piss me off because I love playing steam link. I like playing steam link in my bedroom. Um, just because I like to be able to just chill in a different environment since I work in the house and I'm here in the house all the time. So I like to play stuff in there. That's the whole reason I got a steam link for there. And I like playing steam link on my tablet. Um, so like the other night I just finished stranger things for where it's at right now with uh, season four, which is, it's excellent. Um, but during the last episode, I finally got a modem that works really, really fucking good. And uh, I think it's a Netgear CM1000. That thing is exceptional at network routing uh, because I oh, yeah. literally had, so now that I have that with my five gigahertz TP-Link router, I have zero issues with Steam Link. I have not seen the network issues thing come up once i've been running it straight wi-fi five gigahertz wi-fi and then with my router i was able to prioritize traffic for the wi-fi on my steam link in the bedroom because i actually have a physical steam link in there and then the uh, tablet as well and i am having some like ripping speeds on my network so a network traffic at 400 megabits per second which is crazy um on either um, and then of course download speeds are like my download speeds and my network speeds are the fucking same. Um, it's fucking nuts and it is just singing like a champ right now. So vampire survivors, because there are so many things going on in screens, like I said, it used to just blow goats. Um, when I play it in my bedroom, I just started giving up on steam link again, except for turn-based because it was fast enough for it to catch up on renders. Now I've been playing all sorts of shit on my steam link, just testing it out. Um, and that's where I got back to Vampire Survivors, which had yet another update. And there is a whole level um, called the Moon something or other. It's like level five now. And this level like super fucks with you. Um, the screen goes crazy and like everything gets really distorted. And then it transports you to a tower and you have to work your way through the tower and it takes away all your fucking upgrades. I haven't figured out how to beat this yet. Um, and then you're supposed to get to the end and then go across like an invisible bridge and then make it to the end and fight the boss with your base powers, which is freaking crazy. Um, but there is a new level in Vampire Survivors. This guy like just must work his ass off because there's so much that's going on with that game. 
Like it deserves all the love it's getting, right? A free, you know, absolutely part of your Game Pass subscription. If you don't have Game Pass, pay three ninety nine like I did. Get it on Steam. Do not wait for a sale. I would pay twenty bucks for this game. That game is fucking great. Um, it's turning into one of my most played games. Um, I have forty seven hours in Vampire Survivors, which is nuts because you know they're anywhere from ten to thirty minute runs. Um. I do want to talk about a couple of demos that I played um, because kind of like give you an idea of things to come. So Summer of Games will probably still be going on by the time we post this episode because I think it ends on the 26th. But I played uh, Domekeeper. Um, that game's not easy, but it is pretty fucking satisfying. It's, uh, it's exactly what I want. I'm, it's going to be a day one purchase for me. So Domekeeper looks like an NES game. Um, and you've got this dome, right? It's got a, starts off the big old laser on the top of it. And what you do is you take this dude that kind of looks like a firefly because he's got little wings and you fly him down and he, when you touch stuff, he starts mining. You mine it for minerals and you use those minerals to upgrade your powers, upgrade your base and then upgrade your tree. So you have a tree that's in your dome and when it bears fruit, you get bonuses from that fruit and you can also upgrade the shit you get from the bonuses. Um, but it gets moisture, and I think it gets moisture from the monsters that you fight. I've played, how much did I play? I played about an hour of it. So I played two full runs on it just to kind of get a feel for it, and I didn't want to spoil it for myself. But it, the demo gives you full runs, so you can get an idea of what it is. So anyways, you go down in this dome, right? You go, you tunnel straight down, and then you find different tiers of minerals, and then you get power-ups that help you find minerals faster, and then you're on a timer because you'll see that monsters are coming and then you got to fly back up and get back to your base and then start controlling your gun and then there are more than the, the initial gun but the gun that you see in the demo is the one that you see in the video gameplay videos and you take that gun and you use it to rotate it across the top of your dome to shoot at the monsters that are coming at you and there's different classes of monsters um, i haven't survived a full run yet but um you have these guys that fly around and then shoot to break your dome. You have these little bitty guys that suicide into your dome. You have these guys that launch artillery into your dome, but they come from either the left or right. And then you got to, you know, shoot them with your laser to not damage your dome. And you'll see like it starts cracking and then eventually it just like fucking explodes after they break through the dome. And then, you know, everybody dies. But uh simple premise, pretty good gameplay loop. Um, now if they charge 30 bucks for this or something crazy like that, I'll be surprised, but at a price point of like $20 or less, I'd pick it up. Um, the last demo I wanted to talk about is I did play Metal Hellsinger and I kind of have, I'm going to play it some more, but kind of have mixed feelings about it and I'll tell you why. So it wants you to combo, it wants you to shoot every time there's a beat, right? And you kind of get like a standard beat and it's playing metal. So like it's not a real slow beat, but it basically wants you to play, hit your gun on or your attack on the one of every measure. So what they did is they took a lot of famous metal vocalists and they've got somebody else that's doing the music. So they got somebody to do music and these vocals, vocalists to go over it. And basically when you get to, so every time you hit something, it, bumps up your combo meter and then you get to a point where it's at like plus eight and then like more of the music comes in. Then we get to plus 16, the vocals come in. 
then you're also doing like better damage and stuff like that. But you have to keep hitting. So it's like done, 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 right? Every time on the one, every time on the one, every time on the one. And that's how you have to fight. You want to click your button every time on the one, but you have to be hitting something. And so gotcha. I don't know if I just suck, <laughs> but I had a hard time keeping on the one. They've got one mechanic where you got this skull you can hold and shoot a real low damage attack out of it to keep your combo up. So I don't know if I'm supposed to flip to the skull and use that to keep my combo up and then go and attack stuff. Like there are times in that that it was exceptionally fun. And there are other times I was just like, I'm just getting fucking murdered here. Um, granted, I only played half an hour of Hellsinger, but there is a demo out. And it's worth saying, depending on the price point of this, will depend. You'd, I don't think it's going to be 60 bucks. But like anything more than 30, I'll have a hard time buying it. Unless I just play the demo again or I just see some video that shows me maybe what I'm missing to make myself better at that game so that I feel like I'm actually doing something. But, um, yeah, it was one of the most anticipated releases that was on the uh, Steam summer sale right now. Or summer uh, summer of game, basically. But, um, yeah, I don't know... I don't know where I land on it. I know that I like Domekeeper quite a bit, which doesn't have nearly as good of music. Uh, but good in its own right. But, uh... I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on there. Like uh, on, I think with the uh, uh, with a game like uh, uh, like the metal game and the you know the graphics and sound quality that they've got going into it, I think you're going to have uh, uh, you might see a bit of a difference in between what the demo is and what the finished product ends up being. You know, the gameplay loop that's there now may not necessarily be the gameplay loop in the end. It may be more of a technical demo, you know? Right. So. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing to keep in mind too. Yeah. I, uh, trying to think i know i played one other thing let me pull up my that's actually what i'm trying to do while i'm talking the same time as look through what i was playing sometimes i kind of forget because my gamer add really kicks in um oh i know what it was um i was really looking forward to uh i've got i've got a handful more things to talk about so i dug a little bit more into nasese so n-e-c-e-s-s-e um, this game's really interesting, but like surprisingly deep. So the cease is like Terraria and Rimworld had a baby with Minecraft. And that's a lot to, to swallow at first, but basically it starts off. It's kind of got an ugly UI. I don't like the UI. Um, and I like most of the aesthetic of the graphics, but not all of it. But basically what you do is it's a game like Minecraft where you get resources to, create new armor and weapons and things like that so that you have a better chance about fighting stuff. But it's a game like RimWorld where you can set, you set up a village and then in that village you set people to different tasks and you set different zones and things like that. And it's a game like Terraria where you summon big boss enemies to fight and there are tons and tons of drops that are not craftable items. So you've got your standard crafting fare, 
But you also, like I found this trident that I really liked, and the trident had a lot of pushback, so it was really good for fighting stuff. Um, but basically, like, you have all these different islands that are procedurally generated out from the center, and each of those have different biomes on them, and you get in a boat and you go to the next island, and then there's a dungeon on each island that goes more than one level deep. So the first level of the dungeon is, like, normal mode, and then the next level down is, like, hard mode. Haven't gotten down to hard mode, but the idea is to go in there and farm the dungeon for different crafting materials or upgrades or random drops and boss fights. And then you get to a point where you can forge a ladder to go deeper, and then you go to the second level dungeon, which is much harder, to get additional items. So there's a lot of itemization. Um, like I said, like it has a whole bunch of crafting tiers of basic stuff, but it also has a ton of like random drop stuff. Like I was talking to you the other night, it's like I found ninja stars. That's not a craftable item. It's just happened to be in clay pots that I was breaking. So I've got a whole host of ninja stars that my guy has to throw at stuff, even though it doesn't make sense. It's, it's kind of in some kind of weird medieval setting. Um, and then just like the trident is not something that you can craft. Like basically you got basics that you can craft. You can craft swords, spears, axes for trees, pickaxes for ore, and then a head, chest, and leg piece for your armor. And then That's a whole true. bunch of different things that you can accessorize or use around your base. But you can't craft all the weapons. Like, there's a plenty of weapons that seem like they're dropped. And they're, like, colored loot, too, with, like, random status effects and stuff. Just pretty crazy. It's not a very expensive game, but if any of that sounds really neat, um, it's a pretty high recommend for me right now. I just, I saw how big the game was. I was like, I'm going to hold off on each stuff that's in short bursts right now. That's just the way my brain's thinking because the thing that's holding me back from King Arthur is I know I've got 40 hours left in that game. So I was right. like digging into these tower defense games to have a sense of progression while still having, I don't know, something new to talk about, something shiny to play. But that does bring me to one last game I played on Game Pass. I re-dug up Riftbreaker. Um, which is nice. working much better than it was last time I played it. And I think I'm having a lot more fun. There's a lot of uh, interesting ideas that I didn't know about. If you're interested at all, I'd recommend looking up like one of those top 10 tips videos from somebody. There are a few like really random things that I was royally screwing up um, on my pacing. And now that I know what those things are... Um, it's like they added, like, some. this sounds stupid, but the aesthetic of having, like, all these dirt and trees in my base was really bugging me. Well, there's a concrete tile thing that you can do that costs one material. You can literally pave the whole area inside your base. Um, and then, I don't know, I just, I fucked up so much in that game when the original time I played it. In a much better headspace, it is a pretty good ARPG slash tower defense game. Um. And the level length for that is pretty long. I'm still on level one. Well, it's one whole campaign, right? But I'm still basically on the first few things to do. I played it for about three hours today. Um, but Riftbreaker is pretty damn good, honestly. And it looks really pretty, and it uses ray tracing. It, again, another... <laughs> not that, that everybody cares about ray tracing, but it is a game that does it quite well um, and also is really well optimized. So, I have nothing but good things to say about Riftbreaker. I just, it's kind of a a good, uh, you know, fuck it and listen to a podcast kind of game, which I love those types of games. Right? 
Yeah. It, I mean, that's been kind of, uh, been the great part about vampire survivors is I can sit there and play it with most of my brain turned off while I'm listening to, um, listening to a podcast, whether it's giant bomb or, or critical role or Linus's podcast or whatever. Yeah. One last one that I'm going to talk about, cause I almost forgot it. And I did, uh, actually play yet one more demo from the, uh, next fest was uh moon scars. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, it looks like a highly stylized Nintendo game, um, with a lot of gore and it's, uh, you're this, I didn't even set up the premise. Like it's got a very dark fantasy vibe going for it. Um, basically what you do is you're this gal with some, uh, with a crazy sword that, um, it's a platformer where that you fight different creatures and I haven't found a weapon drop so far, but I found essentially you have power unlocks. And you uh, you get ichor from the things that you kill, which you can use to heal yourself. So there's no like vials or anything like you'd have in a Dark Souls. And then you get bone dust from killing stuff. And so that bone dust is what you use for upgrades in your uh, when you go find a spot to upgrade. Essentially, it kind of has that same mechanic that Blasphemous or Dark Souls or anything like a, a bonfire like where you go to a spot where you can do your upgrades. And at the upgrade station, um, you've got, like, I've got a power that, like, gives me acid touch to my blade, which is pretty cool. So that was one of the ones I was using. And then I had another power, which would, like, shot out like a whip kind of thing that would one-shot some enemies and then, like, hurt others. But you use the same resource pool for your healing as you do for your powers. So you're kind of making a decision of, am I going to save this resource pool for my powers or for my healing? And you get the resource pool from killing things. So there's kind of a balance there as to what you're getting. But it's a kind of a fast-paced game um, that has a really neat and pretty unique, gritty art style to it. And it seemed to play well. I did not play a ton of Moon Scars. I played about 30 minutes. Um, I got... I don't know how far the demo goes, but I got pretty far in the demo and I was like, okay, I know what I got. Again, it's one of those things I just, I was kind of pretending I was at PAX, right? This is the same way I'd play a game when I was there. Like go to a, a game, play their, you know, demo for a few minutes and try to get a feel for what I've got to see if it's something I'd want to play um, more in depth right. later. And I got that feeling from that game that this is definitely something I want to play later. So um, if you're looking for, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of a comparable game. Um, kind of like Assault and Sanctuary, I guess is a good way of saying it. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's a platforming Souls-like type game, but a good one. Gotcha. It seems like it's a good one. But... That's all I played, which I know is a hell of a lot, and I'm not going to tag all of those things except for a couple of them. But um, did you have anything else to add to this? Mm, Game-wise, no. I did. Um, uh, the only other thing I really did this week was I did uh, uh, 
finally start watching Stranger Things 4. Worth season it. 4. Worth it. Totally worth it. Um, and uh, I finally uh, watched uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Is that pretty good? Again, totally worth it. It If you enjoyed the first film uh, and you thought you know, and you thought Doctor Strange uh, uh, was one of the better films. You're you're really going to enjoy this film. It's um, they definitely, with Sam Raimi directing it, um, dialed up the weird. Um, so you know, it goes a little bit more um off the traditional Marvel brand. Um, I'll say uh, uh, there's a whole lot more of Scarlet Witch in it than I thought there would be. Interesting. Um, without going into spoilery territory. Um, but it it is definitely it is definitely worth the watch. The game I was trying to think of that was similar in enjoyability to uh, Salt and Sanctuary that I like quite a bit is called Dark Devotion. It came out, looks like three years ago at this point. It's only got about 1,700 reviews. Um, runs about 20 bucks. We'll get to it in the, uh, we'll get to it in the uh, next section, but it is, um, I think it's worth the full twenty dollars. It's a really good game. It's the only other like two D platformer Souls like that I enjoyed as much as I like Salt and Sanctuary. Um, it's it's an amazing game. Nice. Um, but that being said, do you want to take a break? Yeah, sounds like we're in a good spot. All right, we'll be back. to go through some news um i will uh i will hit some of the uh the the next set of announcements that we had during the summer games fest really was it wasn't quite connected to it but xbox and bethesda did an announcement we'll jump into that here in a second but i wanted to give you guys some news this may have started by the time we post this i'm not 100 percent sure but the next steam sale for summer sale which is usually two weeks is set to land on the fourth Thursday of the month or the 23rd of June and should probably go through about July 7th. So if you're like me and you keep track of that and set aside a few bucks for that sale, that's what I usually do. And I usually clean up a few things off my wish list, which is what I plan on doing. That's why I'm not buying really much right now. Um, so just kind of hold on to your butts. It's going to come soon. Um, I wanted to say a couple of other things that you can um, find right now if you, well, no. I was going to say GOG's in the middle of their summer sale and they're giving away some games, so keep an eye on GOG. 
But um, one thing that I saw that was crazy is me and Trent used to play the hell out of this old Blade Runner point-and-click adventure game back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, that's how long I've known Trent. And I think that he, pretty sure he let me borrow his copy, and I played Blade Runner while I was in college. Off and on for probably about two months, and then reborrowed it and beat it again. But it's supposed to be pretty redone, not completely remastered, but just up-resed. Um, and if you're a fan of old games, it's uh, done by Westwood Studios, so old Command & Conquer devs. Um, but, yeah, that's slated to be released sometime next month. Or maybe this nice. month. I'm not even sure, but that's it's coming out really, really, really soon. Um, I don't know that I posted this. Yeah, I didn't post this before. So, Dragon's Dogma 2 got announced that it was in development. So, like I was saying last week, I did a 10-year anniversary thing, and I was like, I think they're going to say they're going to do it. No details given whatsoever. I watched the whole announcement. It was mostly a history of Dragon's Dogma. And all they did is they uh, pulled off, opened their shirts, and they had Dragon's Dogma 2 t-shirts, and they said it was actively in development. No dates, no nothing. This is what it is. Um... It looks like Valheim's also going to hit Game Pass here pretty soon. So if you haven't gotten a chance to play it, I would give it a shot. And then the last big announcement um, that happened outside of that stuff is uh, Todd Howard said that Fallout 5 is going to come after Elder Scrolls 6, which is coming out after Starfield. So when I turn 50, I will get another Fallout game. Um, until then, I'll see if uh, old, good old Farron Brigo or, you know, Brian Fargo, does uh, another Wasteland game, because I don't feel like I'm going to get another Fallout game for quite some time. You'll but, be 55 before there's a Wasteland 4, sir. No, I won't. They did Wasteland 2, and then, like, four years later did Wasteland 3. And that came out two years ago. And that was on top of him doing a, another Bard's Tale. So I'm looking forward to see what Brian's working on right now. Um, to see what the next release is in his series. But I really liked Fallout, or Fallout. Basically, it's Fallout. Wasteland 3. If you haven't played Wasteland 3, um, you like old Fallout, it's it's a pretty good version of that kind of game. I really liked it a lot. I mean, that was kind of uh, Brian. That was kind of Brian's answer to uh, the changes that Bethesda made to the Fallout series. It's It's better was, written. Just make it with a different name. Um, so I want to go through some of the things that came out. Um, yes. Can we start by saying that uh, what Bethesda showed off with Starfield looks fucking amazing? Yeah. If you're, uh, if we ever get Matt on the show, of course, Matt hates all Bethesda games, so he'll have nothing good to say about it. But I I liked what I saw. The things that I did like is I liked the moddable sp spaceships. I liked the fact that you could have a crew. Um, I liked the fact that there was some dogfighting. Didn't really like the fact that there was no transition. It was going to be some kind of loading screen or something like that between going from space to planet. Not game-breaking, but it is what it is. Um, but I did like that you were dogfighting in your big old space bucket, um, because that's what they look like. They look like space buckets. 
And I'm okay with that. It's a very unique aesthetic they've got going for their ships. Um, showed a little bit of like resource gathering in the trailer, as well as some combat, which looked like about, yeah, about like they said they're going for more of an action FPS feel for the combat, but still looks a little bit clunky-ish like Bethesda normally does. I'm not too, not too butthurt about that, honestly. Um, I am interested in the, all of the RPGs that they do, and it looked like they had specific builds you could do for characters, which I did like that. Um, with their own, essentially, they're, they're pulling from an old Fallout system and something they did in the Wasteland games, which is like a get a positive but get a negative. So I can't remember if they called them perks or not in Starfield, but that's essentially what they are, like perks from old Fallout. Um, you know, like there was one that gave you a plus to get bloody mess, which meant that sometimes things exploded, right? In Wasteland, there are different, like, additional perks you can get that give you negatives on top of that. And I'm pretty cool with that kind of stuff. Um, I like that they... Uh, I like that they're doing some big main areas, and I'm not so sure about the Thousand Planets thing that Todd Howard said. Does that mean that you're going to go to these other planets to do resource gathering and you're going to run into some random creatures and then when you go to the tailored or crafted areas, those will be the ones that are a lot better. I don't know how they're going to do the thousand planets thing and that's the thing that worries me. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I... The, uh, you know, they did, uh, mention, he did mention procedural generation, which is basically how No Man's Sky handled the number of planets, right? Um, a lot of people were comparing it to No Man's Sky, and I will detract from that a lot because No Man's Sky gives you a single, singular objective, but it's not really an RPG of any sort. It is 100% focused on exploring the new things that are pre-gened and then gathering resources and materials or to sell so that you can get better ships to get further towards the center of the universe to, you like interact with the NPCs, but they don't speak any kind of language and you're learning the language as you go. And it's kind of a frustrating, I don't know, I, maybe I should play No Man's Sky again because they continue to iterate on that year after year after year after year after year. So at this point, maybe I could go back to No Man's Sky because I do want something to fly in VR. But anyways, long story short, yes, you had a mining laser, um, but I didn't really see him. I don't know what he's using it for. Is it like for his upgrades or what? I don't know. But it didn't really bother me that much. I, I could see where you have a parallel between that and No Man's Sky, but it seems like it's way more seated in its RPG roots, which I'm 100% behind. And it looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with uh, um, it being a little bit less of a technical demo that No Man's Sky was, and being more of a more of an RPG. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, they still didn't give a solid release date, but we know it's sometime early next year, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Q1 2023. So um, maybe it's uh, so, going to take a few days off. 
like, you know, right. a week since I already have a month saved up right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it'll at least if uh if it continues to iterate on the gameplay that they uh showed off, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, there are some other things that were announced, so I kind of want to go through some key points and th- things that look cool. Um, I liked Arc. Arc Two is going to land on Game Pass in 2023. Um, if they could tune the servers for co-op or for single player without you having to fiddle with it, I'd be down for that. Uh, and I'd like to see something that's not that has the option for PvP or PVE and has it tuned for less than a village because it feels like the the issue I had with Arc After Planet for hundreds of hours is it took too much time and energy to do things if you weren't playing with a big group. And it was usually just me and Rusty. And then Rusty would get way the fuck ahead of me because he'd play all evening. Um, and then I would have nothing. <laughs> I would feel like I was so far behind because I really was. And it didn't. I felt like I was just giving, getting a lot of shit given to me. Um, but anyways, it was part of that was because of the grind to get where you wanted to be. So I'm curious to see what they do to change it because there's some gameplay core things that I think that could change to make that better. Um, Absolutely. One game that I was really high on, which is kind of su- a surprise, was there's a I like farming games. I'm a really big fan of Stardew Valley. And they had this mech game called Light Your Frontier. Um, that was, you're in a mech, and you aim at stuff, and you plant and terraform your farm on some kind of alien planet. I don't know why that appeals to me so much, but it just looks really neat, and I really want to play it. Um, but yeah, look it up. It's called Light Your Frontier. Um, it's on Steam as well. Um, something else I was pretty excited about is uh, Grounded got a September full release. I played a little bit of that and then decided there wasn't enough content and put it down. I actually have the Game Pass version of that game and I have a Steam version of that game. Um, I picked it up because it was, I believe it's Obsidian. Um, but I got it because it was another like crafting survival game set in like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of style, which I was pretty cool with. Um, there was another announcement that Hideo Kojima is making something for Xbox. We don't know what. So we know that he has now has a partnership with them, which I'm pretty freaking hyped about, which is weird because he's always been a Sony guy. Diablo 4 re- received a new trailer, and it's going to have, um, I think it's sometime in 2023. I'm not going to hold them their feet to the fire because I don't know when it's going to come out. And right now, Diablo Immortal is getting annihilated on reviews, so I'm not sure about that. Um, one of the games that I saw that was that you should play if you don't already is Gunfire Reborn. I hope it has cross-play. If it doesn't, I'm willing to play it again on Xbox, but that is a really fun co-op game. It's almost as good as Dwarfs. So if you're looking for a game to play and you don't have it and it comes out on Game Pass, I'm going to see if it'll cross-play with Steam, but that is a very good it's a roguelike adventure where you unlock characters and abilities over long runs um, with your friends, and it's a dungeon grind where you shoot shit. Um, it's got a very furry aesthetic, and it looks super cartoony and goofy as hell. Trust me, from a guy that is not into any of that shit, I think that is a pretty solid-ass game. Um, so, 
The other game that was pretty big um, was a Plague Tale Requiem. I don't. Did you get a chance to see that? I did. I think that looks really exciting. Did you finish the original Plague Tale? No, I got through a good bit of it, but I sadly did not fully complete that game. It's not an incredibly long game. I want to say it's 20-ish hours, but by the end, you're like a rap master and you control all things rap. And that game got really good. Um, It also looks really fucking impressive with the swarm tech or whatever they're using for the rats. But uh, the fact they're doing another Plague Tale, um, I'm pretty high on that. I thought it had a lot of great ideas, and it's a pretty original game. So when that comes out, I'll totally be playing that. One of the ones that I want to play with you, Jason, is I really want to play Redfall. And uh got a more extended look on that as basically being a Left 4 Dead uh, Vampire Edition. Um, in fact, it looked so similar to Back for Blood. I thought it was a Back for Blood DLC announcement until I saw the vampires. And then I saw how they moved and how savage they were. And then I was really interested in it. Because that, uh, that game looks like it might be kind of hard. But in a good way. It does. But that's coming out from Arcane. And if you haven't watched a lot of Redfall stuff, I encourage you. I think it looks neat. If they stick the landing on this, I think it could be another game that me and Rusty could play. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Anything else that was super big? Oh, well, it's not super big, but something's kind of cool. Um, so there is a game called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. I know that sounds like a mouthful, and it is. It comes to Game Pass in 2023. It's a Metroidvania in the, uh, I was going to say the old ones. In the uh, in a Lovecraftian style universe, and it looks really good. The main character looks like a dork, but the uh, the rest of it looks really neat. All the art around it looks exceptional. Um, it's got a lot of uh, cool Cthulhu style monsters and stuff like that in it, and it's a side-scrolling Metroidvania with a lot of 3D added in. But it actually looked really cool. Um, if you're a big Persona fan, uh, Persona Three Portable. Uh, four golden and five royal are all coming to Game Pass um, in October, which has been previously mostly a PlayStation thing. Been meaning to get into Persona for a long time, so I may. The only thing Persona that I've played is Last Birthday a long time ago. If you know what that is, then you're probably like Persona more than me. But anyways, I haven't played it in a long time, and I've thought about picking it up for a while. Um, the very, 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 very last one. There is a weird, like, first-person shooter made by the Rick and Morty guys called um, High on Life. And I'm not sure what I think of it, but it kind of looks interesting. It's a lot of that weird space-type stuff that they do in Rick and Morty that's pretty original. I think that's the best way to say it. Like, kind of cartoony in a goofy way, but also kind of, uh, I don't know, adult in a weird way as well. I'm really interested to see what it is. And also, it's a Game Pass release, so I know that I'm only risking the $12 I'm spending on it, or $9 I'm spending on it right now, um, to give it a shot. I think I covered most of the stuff that was released. Did you hear anything else that was released that I missed that was potentially interesting? 
I thought that um let's see where was it going back through the list to see oh um there is also, uh, though it doesn't uh, have a release date yet, it will also be coming to Game Pass uh, uh, when uh, when completed. Is uh, they announced Hollow Knight's Silk Song? Oh yeah, I did miss that. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big release, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't put any kind of release date on it. Yep, but I mean the. I guess you could say the, I don't know if that was actually a demo or if it was just a pre-rendered, pre-rendered section of the game, but it, I mean, it looked more like, it looked like more Hollow Knight with updated visuals. So if, I mean, if you enjoyed the first one, I kind of rage quit it. Um but if you enjoyed the first one, it's uh, uh, it definitely looked like just more Hollow Knight. Yeah, I know Rusty really enjoyed it. Um, so I guess we'll see what it's like. But um, I still didn't finish original Hollow Knight. There was just something about the movement in that game that I didn't like as much as some of the other games like that. Um. So, anywho, um, I don't know that I had anything else. Did you have anything else? Not anything, uh, not anything big news wise. I mean, I think the, I think the summer game fest was just the, just the start of the tip of the iceberg. I think we're going to see more, uh, um, more coming out about game releases as the summer goes on. The The big thing, though, is I don't think we're going to see a lot of uh, groundbreaking news around uh, um, around announcements or developments. You know, a lot of the games that are um, that are coming out now or, or receiving details now are games that have been in development since before the pandemic. Um, so, you know, it, now we're just finally starting to see the the release of games that their work was delayed. Yeah, I feel you on that. So, so this is all a lot of games that we've been hearing um, hearing about for several years. i I did have I did have one other news related question. Why in the hell do we need Overwatch 2? Oh, I didn't even touch it because Overwatch. <laughs> like <clears throat> and it's free to play. Uh, and I mean Blizzard's free to play experiment with Diablo Immortal is going so well. Right? I I mean of all the Blizzard games we could want, I'm sorry, that's not that's not the one I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm curious about the Outriders World Slayer game that's coming out, but I still don't know because I because it's a paid expansion that's supposed to overhaul the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
Um, so, otherwise, not really, uh, not really a whole lot of other news really right now. So, yeah, that new Turtles game's out if you want to play it on Game Pass, but it, apparently it's pretty short. Um, so if you're curious about it, though, it's on Game Pass right now. I mean, it is pretty much a, you know, just a update of a of a uh, arcade game. I mean, so I wasn't expecting it to be super long, but it is something I will be installing and playing with the boy because, I mean, it's Ninja Turtles. Right, right. It's the perfect game for you to play with the kiddo. Exactly. Well, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show you got for the love of gaming. You've got noquarters.net. You got bmfcast.com, cabbage kbg, um, and tvgp.tv. They also are Game Pass subscribers. And at that, it's the end of the show. Peace.